from inside Memorial Stadium in the Huskers Radio Network studio. It's time for the Sideline Scoop with our Husker great NFL vet, Big Red Analyst, Jeremiah Searles. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. We are back. We uh, missed you guys in February, March. No, we had a we had a pro day March mm. scoop, but the sideline scoop with Searles is back because it is time for the spring game. And this guy right here, Jeremiah Searles, is fired up. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, the <laughs> fact that the football's back for at least a week, right? I mean, it might just be a week, but football is officially back. The first official kickoff of the 2022 Husker season is this Saturday. And I can't wait to see this team. There's so many new faces and new coaches and new scheme and all the like so much excitement for what could be this year. I'm, I'm excited to get started with it. What's the feeling like as a player as you're kind of getting towards the end of spring ball and you get to get out in front of fans and um, play kind of a have a little bit like a game like feel? Yeah, I mean, that, as a young player, this is your first chance to go play in front of 50,000 to 60,000 eyes, right? Like it's one thing to practice and, and maybe you didn't play last year as a true freshman or even maybe you've been a couple years before you've actually seen the field, but maybe now you're kind of next in line to get out on the field and this is a dry run, right? It's a dry run and it's not just a practice. Like it's a game. Like it is fans and environment and pregame like routine and everything like this is a really good opportunity that you can't waste especially as a young player now as an older player you're just ready for the triple zeros <laughs> to hit in the fourth quarter and be done with spring football and move on to the next thing because your body's been through it but it's a good blend of everything and I think even as an older player with the new stuff especially on the offensive side of the ball with the new stuff that's been put in you're really probably excited to get out there and showcase some of this new stuff too. You've been out to practice, got a little bit of a feel for it. We'll learn a little bit more on Saturday, but you told me at Pro Day when you were talking about it that, hey, this could potentially be a a good football team what what stuck out to you what stood out to you that made you feel that when you left that practice you know there was a lot of energy at the practice and it was the practice after the spring break so like that's usually kind of a down practice but I didn't really feel like there was a lapse in energy at all and you can build from that right like you can't build from poor effort like but I felt like the effort was really well they're still mixing and matching pieces and kind of filling pieces who's there you got guys that are injured you get guys kind of all around but I thought the quality of the product itself looked pretty good for spring football it is nowhere game shape but no one is at this point in the year I mean I watched some of Michigan's spring game the other day like eh okay <laughs> like they look like they're being the they're crawling before they walk right that's where everybody is at this time of year and so I just want to see the biggest thing that I'm looking for like that I saw at that practice that I want to correlate over to Saturday is just how efficiently things move right like you don't have to have procedure penalties you don't have to have substitution penalties like you just want to have a clean like efficient game flow is what I'm looking for on Saturday. There's going to be mistakes on the field. That's what happens when you're playing young guys, you're playing guys in different positions, just trying to get through the game. But the way that the game flows and the unforced errors would be things I'd like to see, that things you can really work on in the spring. One thing we've heard a lot um, about throughout this entire leading up to spring ball is the battles and the competitions mm. have been pretty heated between the offense and defense. And it looks like that's what we're going to do on Saturday is offense first defense. Was it like that for you in spring where it was I mean really really heated at times a lot of trash talk and getting after each other oh yeah especially towards you get towards the end of spring ball where like during training camp like things get heated but there's a light at the end of the tunnel if I get to hit someone in a different color uh-huh there's no there's <laughs> none of that in spring ball it's just you stare that other guy in the eyes that you've stared across for the last four weeks and you've just been beating the crap out of each other and tensions run high right everyone's a competitive animal at this level you have to have a little bit of crazy in you to play football and sometimes that comes out in the worst ways and 
sometimes it comes out in a really good way, competitive way. And sometimes there's some chippiness and some words that get exchanged. But overall, competitiveness breeds greatness, right? And competition breeds greatness. I mean, it makes everyone better around you. And maybe a guy that's a little less competitive sees a guy getting after it and raises his competitive level. All those things are good things. As long as you can channel them and you don't allow them to go outside the lines or into the locker room or even beyond the whistle, right? So many times last year we hurt ourselves with personal fouls after the whistle because our emotions were running high. You have to teeter on the fine line of reckless and, and in control, and that's where you have to live as a football player. And sometimes guys got out of control last year, and I've, I know Scott and those guys have been harping on that, that it's okay to show emotion, it's okay to get after it, but you got to be able to control that and not hurt your football team with that stuff. We saw it a little bit. I don't know if you saw the social media posts with the Mickey Joseph and Travis Fisher kind of going back and forth and hearing that. And I don't, this is my first perspective of spring football here at Nebraska, but I know at Oklahoma, that was something that the wide receivers and, and, uh, defensive backs really got after it and you know really got heated so well, they're the two loudest positions <laughs> on the team that's not surprising well, at all by the way greg said on sports nightly last night those are the two positions he's looking forward to seeing and i told him that you would not be happy with that i mean i, could, <laughs> I love those guys to death but you know exactly where i'm watching the trenches right oh, yeah. you got new faces on both sides of the ball defensive line offensive line new coach on the off two new coaches too right i mean tony tootie's gone now and so there's so much in that inside of that five versus the four and scheme changes and all that I, I can't wait to watch the battle in the trenches but I guess what I was getting at though is that that's so important I feel like is is having that where you're pushing each other because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe last year a little bit maybe in the fall at least uh, the defense was so good and probably maybe a little bit ahead of the offense but the fact that they're kind of pushing each other to me is going to make for a better football team right Oh, for sure and I think a lot of it the defense probably started way ahead this year in spring ball just based because they were reinstalling instead of new installing, right? I mean, I think Coach Whipple came in and you change a lot of terminology or just trying to mix and match some stuff. So you're kind of behind the eight ball, whereas the defense, you bring enough guys back that have at least been in the system, maybe not contributors last year, but have been in the system for a year or two that you can kind of fire through installs rather quickly. And so the defense probably jumped out a little ahead of the offense early, and then I'm guessing the offense has kind of slowly crept up where now they're about even and as a defensive player you know that fires them up like we were beating the out of these guys earlier and now they're (laughs) like and you can see the offense like yeah we're coming right like and so that's just it's a great mentality to have to push each other on both sides of the ball and then you can even break that down on individual guys pushing each other guys on the same unit pushing each other like it's in it's a culture competitiveness is a culture and if you can have everyone competing all the time in the right kind of ways it's only going to go up from there so every single offensive player that I've talked to uh, throughout this entire spring, when I ask them, how do you like the offense? It's almost like they get giddy. Like they just start smiling and running backs, wide receivers, even Casey Thompson, when I talked to him, um, seem to really, really love it and have all brought up and, and Casey talked about the blending between Coach Whipple and Coach Frost and that it's coming together really well. What would what would have been your take of how that would come together before spring? And then how do you think maybe, what are you looking for to see how that comes together on Saturday? You know, I think Coach Whipple probably came in and was like, hey, here's what we did and here's what we did really well at Pitt, right? Here's the things that looked really good. And Coach Frost said, hey, here's the things that we do really well. And then they probably said, okay, how do we blend those two things, right? Like if you have things you do well, I have things that we do well. What's the best way to to blend those things? And I think both those guys were able to put egos aside and say, you know, let's 
play to our personnel. A lot of times you sometimes see kind of things fall apart where coaches will come in and be like, this is my system, this is how I run it, and you don't really have the pieces mm -hmm. in place to run it. I think that the Whipple system and the Frost system meld in just enough that the pieces that we have, you can kind of run a hybrid of both. And so I think that you're going to see a lot of trying to figure out kind of, okay, what are we really good at now collectively? And that's probably what they've been working their way through with spring football. We'll see a little bit of that on Saturday. We won't see all of it because they've got to keep some in the bag, right? But overall, just kind of what is the new identity of this offense? Are we a run first? Are we a pass first? Or what are we going to do that we do really well that we have to make other teams worry about that we don't care if they line up and over, under, three down, four down, six down, cover one, cover two. We run our stuff and make them stop us versus at times last year, I think it was a little bit backwards. I think it was, hey, what are they doing? Let's try and scheme against them instead of, no, 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 you worry about us. We don't worry about you. I can't remember who it was that I asked. And I said, what are you trying to accomplish? Or what's the goal for the spring game? And he said, Coach Whipple's goal is to sc we score touchdowns. Mm. So hopefully we, we see some touchdowns being scored. We've been asked if it's going to be pretty vanilla. And you think that we might actually see something. Not everything, right. obviously. But we might see some some of these new wrinkles. Yeah, I think you'll see some new wrinkles. Maybe you'll see some, hey, that's a new formation I didn't see. Oh, mm -hmm. wow, look, that guy's under center, right? Like, oh, there's an eye formation. Or just new things that we just haven't seen in the last few years with new offensive um, lingo and new offensive systems put in. Yeah, like you said, we're not going to see the whole bag of tricks. That's mm -hmm. just never how spring games work. But at the same time, you have to put a product out there that shows what we've been working on, right? You can't just run out there and be like, hey, I know all the stuff we did in the spring, but we're just going to call stuff we did in the fall just because it's the spring. No, you you got to put into practice and take from the practice to the game field. And whether it's a spring game, offense, defense, whatever, it's a game atmosphere on Saturday. And you only get a few number, right. a certain number of practices. This is one of those. So you can't just go in and not get anything accomplished, right? right. And if you're a young guy, you want to show your coaches, I can run our offense. I can run the things you've been asking me to do the last four weeks. I can do all these things so that you earn trust with those coaches so that then you earn more reps and training camp and then you're in more and more reps in training camp then you rake into the two deep and then to a starter like that's the road but you have to show these coaches as a young player especially I can do it in the big stage when the eyes are on me and the wheels won't come flying off the handle and I won't turn into a completely different person because that does happen to some guys. So I feel like most people you ask, what are you most looking forward to seeing on Saturday? Everyone would say the quarterbacks, but I feel like for you, I have to say other than the offensive line or quarterback. So give me what you're looking for, not Offensive line and not quarterback. You know, it's, I'm going to go easy. Defensive line, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you lose Ben Stilley, who's been here since I played. And then you have D Daniels is also gone, right? And then Casey, Casey Rogers might not be in there. Like, okay, who are the, who's the next breed of D lineman that's going to come in and contribute, right? And there's some names in there. You got Nash got in there a little bit last year, right? I mean, Ty Robinson came a long way from the year before. You got Weaver, who's just a massive human that might get in there. But, I mean, you lose some big pieces that played a lot of snaps on that defensive line last year. Year, which in my opinion was a strength of this football team and so when you graduate guys like that it's always a worry and a concern of okay how big is the drop off of this unit not just player to player but as a unit overall when you were able to rotate guys in last year not really have a big drop off kind of what's your depth look like there not just the guys that are starters but hey what are the guys behind them look like and just kind of like hey can any of these guys get to the quarterback <laughs> sacks is something that it's no secret. Chins knows it. We got to get more sacks than we did the year ago. Who's going to be a guy that we don't have to scheme up a, a blitz or a, a Henrik or a Reimer coming around the edge or a Joe? We don't have JoJo coming off the like coming off a corner anymore. Like who's going to step up? Is it Garrett Nelson? Is it Caleb Tanner? Who, who's going to step up and go? I'm going to get to the quarterback when we rush four or we rush three. 
I'm going to do it. And I'm waiting to see if we if it maybe groomed a guy into that position this year. For me, I think it's going to be the defensive backs, the secondary, because mm. I, there's, I mean, we've been talking about it since signing day. They brought in a lot of new guys in that room because we lost a lot of guys on the field that played a lot of ball. And I think there's a lot of competition going on. So like you've been mentioning all throughout this podcast is who's going to deliver on the lights in front of the crowd and who's going to maybe make step up and making some big plays when they need to. Yeah. I mean, who's going to be the next Cam Taylor Britt, right? Like, and also let's not forget who are some of the guys that maybe made jumps from the fall to mm -hmm. last year. Quentin Newsom, Braxton Clark are guys that got some playing time last year, but like, what does their development look like? Do they look like last year or do they look like, man, they put in good work in the winter and in the spring to really better themselves and maybe they can step up and take a huge jump in their second year contributing right and same thing with the dbs well let's just run back to the running backs too right like <laughs> the running backs is a whole nother thing like ramir johnson kind of came out of nowhere last year like what does his jump look like now i know gabe probably won't be playing but you've got some good young backs you got some good guys we brought in like that's another key position that we talk about the o-line all we want but the running backs are the ones toting the rock hey you want to know the name that keeps coming up a lot is jaquez yant oh yeah that he, he's on a different level this uh this year well, I hope from what I heard, he's really changed his body, which mm -hmm. is good because last year I think that we could have used him early in the year. But as Coach Frost said, he came into camp out of shape. So, again, those are things that sometimes as fans and even as analysts, I mean, we can look at that and be like, ah, man, this player is maybe just doesn't have it in his head or he just doesn't care. Right. I don't think that's it at all. I think these kids are still just young and learning. Figuring right? out how it all works. They're still figuring yeah. it out how it all happens. And so I hope that Yant was able to look at that and not look at it as a, as a detriment or a coach is out to get me, but really look at it as hey, I got to learn from that and not repeat my mistakes and then move on to becoming a contributor and a much better player. And I think he's in that position to make that jump to feature back. Sometimes that flip just needs to switch. It and, does, and it happens. So, I mean, these kids are 19 years old. Like, they change when they wake up in the morning. They yeah. think something they didn't think the other day, right? And so <laughs> it's very possible that he can just flip that switch and with guidance, right? You got guys, good guys around him, new staff. Maybe he clicks with someone on the new staff a little better than the old staff. Nothing against the old staff, but sometimes that just happens. Personalities are just different sometimes times and maybe that's all he needed to really kind of put it all together and really show what he can be as a player how big is the spring game for this program I mean a lot of former players come back and you got recruits in town how big is this day it's huge it's a huge day I mean not only for the recruits but for the state mm -hmm. I mean the state's been looking forward to this since we closed up shop against Iowa last year right I mean everyone's just like okay well football's over I'll see y'all in April when we all get back together and tailgate and get back to feeling like it's Husker football in, in Nebraska again and so not just for the players but the state's ready for this I think we all are excited about what this year could be look at the schedule and look at what we could do and kind of what it looks like and this is the first step in a long process but we do have to remind ourselves what we see on April uh, April 8th I believe this Saturday Ninth. is April 9th is Saturday is not going to be the same team that shows up in Northwestern so let's not Let's not start comparing like, oh, we just like we have a long ways to go from there. But again, we laid the foundation of what this team can be during the spring. I, I should have asked you this earlier, but um, I didn't ask you about the quarterbacks. But what are you looking to see? What will you be looking for out of Casey Thompson? Yeah, so I mean, I remember watching this kid play when he was at Texas last year, and he can throw the rock with the best of them. I'm looking to see what does his decision-making look like? How quickly can he distribute the football? But also how quickly can he, how well can he run the offense with a quick install time, right? You've got here, what, January, 
something and then right into off-season conditioning, right into learning the playbook. Like, okay, how is his football IQ? How well can he see the defense? I mean, he's been practicing against these guys all spring, obviously, but now when the lights are on, kind of go back to him. Like, he has the game experience, but how does he run? Is he a gamer? Is he a practice guy? Like, just kind of get to know him as a player a little bit more just from watching him is something I'm excited about, too. I'm excited to see the reaction from Husker Nation for him, being that this is the first time we're yeah. seeing new quarterbacks really out there. And, you know, he's had a different situation where when he was at Texas a year ago, it was a new coaching staff. So I know he, he's really excited to be here. When we had the conversation earlier this spring, he loves it here. And I think he's going to eat up the atmosphere and how much people care and are really invested in, in this program here. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think he already kind of feels that. But mm -hmm. again, he's never experienced a Husker game day. And this is a, a mini Husker game day. But at the same time, like the fan support will be unreal because there always is fan support. And especially when there's a new quarterback coming in. I mean, you can remember the excitement when Adrian was here or even when Tommy was the new guy, right? Like the shiny new object that is the quarterback always gets people really fired up. But I also hope he understands, like, with a lot of, quote, Spider-Man, right, a lot of responsibility comes with that too, right? You got a lot of responsibility as the quarterback, and a lot falls on your shoulders here. But he seems like the kind of kid that can carry it. He seems like a kid that wants to carry it, which is a really important key too. All right. Who will score the first touchdown? Oh, man. Uh, Omar Manning. I'm going to say Omar Manning. Omar, Omar Manning's going to score the first you touchdown. You a pass play? Long pass play. Long play action deep shot to Omar Manning will be the first touchdown scored on Saturday. I think I'm going to go with a punch it in Yant. Yant? Yeah. Jaquez under Yant. center? Are we going to get under center and punch no. it in from the three-yard line? I, I, I think You'll he probably maybe runs like maybe tw 20 yards out oh, and runs and trucks some people or something. I like that. I'm in. I, I'm, I'm in for both those. Both those are. Both those will get me fired up. You'll see me doing with the flag team backflips down the end zone, doing the push-ups and all that fun stuff. Hey, so I'll be down on the sidelines with you this yeah. time. I'm going to go with the defense, I Good. guess, because you are adamant that you'll be with the offense. Obviously. But I'm fine with rolling with the defense. You've always been a big defensive person. Anyways. I really have. You have been. I have. It's I've, good. It'll be I've, a good blending of the minds. Yes. So uh, it'll be fun down there, and we'll have all the coverage for you. And you're going to get a special treat this week because we've got a scoop for you this week. But then we're going to drop one post game. Yes. And give you all of our takes on what we saw out there and Jeremiah and all his breakdowns and all that. So you'll want to make sure that you come back mm. for another episode on Monday morning. Yeah, super pumped about that to get that broken down and just kind of, again, the shiny new toys. What do we like? What didn't we like? And what are we excited for? All right, so make sure you subscribe and listen so you don't miss it as soon as it drops. And uh, again, pregame coverage starts at 11 a.m. on Saturday. we got a game day coming up. Let's go. All right, thanks for listening. For Jeremiah Searles, I'm Jessica Cootie. We're out. Go Big Red. Oh, go Big Red. I'm out of practice. <laughs> go Big Red. <laughs>